God's desire was always to treat you, have you as if you never sinned. And now for Hot Chocolate Part 7, So Blessed by His Grace Part 2. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. I would like to share just a little humor. A kindergarten teacher gave her class a show and tell assignment of bringing something to represent their religion. And the first child got in front of the class and said, My name is Benjamin, and I am Jewish, and this is the Star of David. The second child got in front of her class and said, My name is Mary, and I am Catholic, and this is the Crucifix. And the third child got up in front of his class and said, My name is Tommy, and I am Baptist, and this is a casserole. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you are a little slow to get that one. <laughs> Baptists like to eat. <laughs> oh, okay. Some of you are getting it now. Clayton just got it. <laughs> well, we are sharing the final message in our hot chocolate series. And once again, this was a gift that was received. It was a hot chocolate set that had four mugs in it, and each mug had a saying. And we've been sharing the different phrases from each of the four mugs. The first one was, so grateful for his love. The second one was, so thankful for his gifts. And the third one was, so humbled by his glory. And the fourth and final mug is, so blessed by his grace, so blessed by his grace. And so we're sharing part two of that last mug, so blessed by his grace, so blessed by his grace. We established that grace is unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor. It's a gift. It's a gracious gift. Grace itself is a gift. And God gives us the gift of a gift. So he gives us a gift, a gracious gift, and that gift is a gift. His grace, grace is a gift. So grace is something that is freely given to us. It is so rich. It is so wonderful. It is so great. So we're sharing in part two of being so blessed by his grace, so blessed by his grace. Thank God we don't have to Try to do it all on our own and go through life on our own. We have the grace of God. We have the grace of God and we're endeavoring to be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. I love that. And so God helps us through all of life. He gives us his grace. This grace not only saves us, but this grace empowers us and it enables us to be able to do what God's called us to do and to live life victoriously. So we're grateful for God's grace, grateful for his grace. So blessed by his grace. We are blessed by this grace. 
I want to pick up over in the book of, I may cover some of the scriptures we covered last time, but I want to pick up over in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, this is probably the great grace chapter in the Bible, but Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 3, I'll actually read through it, then we'll come back and discuss some of these verses, but verse 3 says, now keep in mind we're talking about so blessed by his grace, so blessed by his grace, and so Ephesians chapter 1 begins to enumerate the blessing that comes from his grace. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 3, we'll read down through verse 10 or 11. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us, in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. And I just want to go through and enumerate some of the the blessing, how we're so blessed by his grace that are here in these verses. In verse one, you'll see that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings, not one of the spiritual blessings, not some of the spiritual blessings, not a few of the spiritual blessings, not most of the spiritual blessings, not many of the spiritual blessings. We are blessed with all spiritual blessings. Man, that's all. There was a great scholar, theologian. He decided to do a study on the word all. He got out of all of his dictionaries, all of his concordances, all of his commentaries. He did research online. He researched it backwards and forwards from the Hebrew to the Greeks. He did his hermeneutical and homiletics. He went all in on this word all to see what it meant. And he finally discovered that all means all. (laughs) All means all. All means all. So we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we're so blessed by his grace. And you have to take a moment to really grasp that and receive that. We're blessed with all spiritual blessings. It's not one that's not on the table. God put everything on the table for us. He's blessed us with all spiritual. Think about it. If he gave us Jesus, or you could say because he gave us Jesus, he gave us everything. Because he gave us Jesus, he gave us everything. The Bible says that, he said, if he withheld not his only begotten son, is there anything that he won't freely give to us? Or another scripture says it this way, in the story of the prodigal son, the father representing God says, all that I have is thine. 
everything I have is yours. So he's letting the son know all that I have is yours. You could ask everything I have. I told my kids that one. I said, everything I have is yours. <laughs> everything I have is yours. My daughter is driving my car right now in Tennessee. She has my car in Tennessee. That's little Alicia. She has my car in Tennessee. So everything I have, I told him everything I have was when my son got his first job. He's working at a bank as a bank teller, and I was there to help dress him. And uh, I brought all of my ties. I brought all of my ties. See, we're casual. We don't wear ties anymore, so I was glad to bring them anyway. <laughs> I brought all of my ties. Man, I had arms and loads of ties, and I helped him ties. You know, I helped him pick out the ties that go with his shirt and pants, and I dressed him. And I was basically saying, everything I have is yours. I said, if I have a tie, you have a tie. Everything I have is yours. I even put my suit on his back. So he went into the bank looking just like his dad. <laughs> Everything I have is theirs. Everything I have is theirs. And that's what God is basically saying. All that I have is yours. All that I have is yours. All that I have is yours. Jesus put it this way. Jesus says, fear not, little flock. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He enjoys giving you everything he has because, oh, you'll find out in a minute why he does that. Oh, man, we're so blessed by his grace. I just want you to feel the richness of his grace, the richness of it. We're so blessed by his grace, so blessed by his grace. Oh, man. Okay, so we are in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all, with all, with all. So he's given us everything. And one of my commentaries says that even everything that heaven itself enjoys, he's given it to us. That's why it says all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Even everything that heaven itself enjoys, God has given it. You'll see that a little uh, further down in our scriptures as well. And then in verse 2, here's a second blessing. He's chose us in him. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world. God already had you on his mind, already had planned out your life. He had already chosen you in him. He had already chosen you in him. Man, you're talking about a far-reaching love. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man, God had already planned you before he made any of this. Before he made any of this, he already had. And here's what you're going to see. The great picture that's painted here in Ephesians 1 is the great picture of God's desire for a family. God had planned this before he planned the earth. He had already planned a family. He had already planned a family before he created heaven and earth. And he had already chosen you to be in his family. He had already chosen you to be in him. He already had predetermined that you would be holy, righteous, and blameless before him in love. It's his love that pours you into this predetermination. It's his love that preplanned you. And so God had already received you holy, blameless before him because of his love, because of his love. Man, we are so blessed by his grace. We are so blessed by his grace, so blessed by his grace. And so notice that. So he has us already predetermined that we would be before him holy and blameless in love. So God's desire was always to treat you, have you as if you never sinned, as if you had never sinned. That's the grace. It's the blessing of his grace. We're so blessed by his grace. You would be in his presence as if you never sinned. That's the blessing of his grace. We're so blessed by his grace. We're so blessed by his grace. And then in uh, 
the next verse where it talks about verse 5, it says, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. This is what we just talked about. According to the good pleasure of his will, God had already planned you to be a part of his family. He had already made provision for you. This speaks of relationship. This speaks of family, speaks of inheritance. He had already planned for you to be sons and daughters, to have full rights, full privileges, sons and daughters of God. Man, he had already planned that. He had already planned that. He had already planned that. I love that. He gives us full rights. We are so blessed by his grace. This is grace. We have full rights and privileges as sons and daughters of God. And then in the next verse, verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace. Paul's thinking about this grace because all of this is happening. We're so blessed by his grace. And so Paul just stops for a moment. He said, man, I just got to thank God for his grace. He's thinking about everything. He's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. Here's the guy that was so backwards, who was persecuting the church, chief enemy to Christ. And now he's the chief apostle. And now God uses him more than anybody else. And so Paul's looking at himself like, man, to the praise, this is grace that I'm able to even do this. How can he choose me when I was against him? And so he's, this grace means a lot to Paul because he knew he was unworthy. He knew he was undeserving. He knew that it was unmerited. Man, so he's to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. He has made us accepted in the beloved. Here's what he's saying. He loves us just as much as he loves Jesus. Man, this grace makes it where he loves us just as much as he loves Jesus. We've been made accepted in the beloved. He loves us just as much as he loves Jesus to the praise of the glory of his grace when he has made us accepted in the beloved. The word accepted in the beloved, it means literally to uh, bestow favor on, means to be graced with grace means to pour favor and pour grace on. And it also means, you know, just to be so loved and so favored. We've been made accepted in the beloved. Been made accepted in the beloved. It really speaks of a pouring. It speaks of an abundance. It's an abundance of grace. This is a lot of grace that's been poured on us. And so we've been graced with grace. He has poured grace on us. We're going to get into that a little bit later, talking a little bit about that abundance of that grace. But it's been poured on us. We've been graced with grace, bestowed on us. He loves us and favors us. And so we've been made accepted in the beloved. So when you really receive your position in Christ as a son, as a daughter, you've been made accepted in the beloved. You're favored. You're loved. He's poured his grace on you. It's not mentioning your sins. He's forgiven them. It's not adding up your sins. He's counseling them. And this is a wonderful message of grace. It's a wonderful message of grace. A lot of people feel like, you know, grace will give you a license to sin. No, it doesn't give you a license to sin. People have been sinning without a license. But what it does, (laughs) what it does, it makes you so appreciative of the fact that he took you as you were and forgave you, not holding anything against you, wrapped his arm around you and called you his own. It makes you not want to sin. Because you've been loved and accepted in the beloved. You've been graced with grace. You've been made righteous. You know you didn't deserve it. Oh, man. You remember we talked a little bit about grace, 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 grace. 
We talked about grace, grace, saying grace, grace twice when you're facing a trial or a mountain or problem in life. Grace, grace, you're saying it's going to take God's grace and more of his grace to overcome this. But then there's another side of grace, grace. The other side of grace, grace is a side of gratitude. It's when you look at your life and you know, you know you don't deserve. You know you didn't deserve. And so you're identifying and you're saying, that's grace, grace. That's grace, grace. You know it. You know it. You know you don't deserve it. That's grace, grace. That's grace, grace. Man, I was looking at my kids one day and I was looking at how blessed they were, how blessed they are. My daughter, she's a top person in her company. My son told us he was a top person on his team at work. My other daughter, she sent us, I guess, a performance report. And it was just, it was a two-page report. And it was just glowing. So all of my kids are top of their fields. And then when I saw it, I said, grace, 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 grace. I know I don't deserve it. It's grace, grace. And so grace, grace, it's a double Gratitude, when you recognize what God has done, when you see the hand of God, you can yell, grace, grace, God did this. It's a way of glorifying God to let God know, God, I know it's you. It's grace, grace. That's not me, that's you. Grace, grace. Grace, 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 grace. One of our members, she texts me. I started to say, I don't know how she got my number, but she texts me. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know, I, honestly, I have no idea how she got my number. I have no idea. I have no idea how she got my number, but she had it. And she texts me some pictures of a car that was mangled up. And I didn't answer for a few days because I didn't know who it was. And I was like, who's sending me pictures of a mangled up car? I was like, somebody has hacked my text messages. So I didn't answer for a few days, and then she responded. She said, you probably don't know who this is. And she told me who she was, one of our members. She said, I was in a car accident. She sent me the pictures, this mangled up car. She said, the devil tried to take me out, but God preserved me. Grace, 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 grace. That's what you yell, grace, 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 grace. I saw it, grace, grace. It's a declaration. It's a double declaration. You bring in emphasis twice that it's God's grace. God, I recognize your hand. I recognize your favor. It's not me. I recognize your goodness. It's grace. Grace, and it's a gratitude of grace, grace. When you begin to look around your life, you realize it's grace, grace. Sometimes you don't know how you made it. You might have been laid off. You might not have had income, but somehow you made it. It's grace, grace. 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 There's something above and beyond the natural that you walk in as children and sons and daughters of God. It's grace, grace. You're highly favored. He has poured it, bestowed it. He has graced you with grace. And it rests on you. You have no idea of the royal position you sit in and stand in in God's sight. He went through great lengths to save you and to rescue you and to come get you. He made sure that all the demands of justice would be satisfied. And so that's why he came and he died himself to make sure justice had been paid. And so he could extend grace to you. Somebody had to die 
Because we were sinners. Somebody had to pay for it. Justice, the demands had to be met and cleared. So God says, they are guilty, but I won't kill them. I'll die in their place so they can be declared righteous. The debt has been paid. Penalty has been paid. You're righteous. That's grace, grace. That's grace, grace. That's grace, grace. It's grace, grace. It reminds me of a judge. He was in court. The old lady had been brought in. She had been found stealing bread. And she said, Your Honor, I am guilty. I stole the bread because my children had nothing to eat. And the judge said, Ma'am, he said, You broke the law. And he said, I got to follow the law. And that's going to be a $10 fine for this. And she said, Your Honor, I don't have it. He said, I'm sorry, ma'am, but justice must be satisfied. So he pulled out his own wallet. He paid it. That's grace. Grace, that's grace, grace. That's what God did for us. We were guilty, but God paid it for us. God paid it for us. Grace, 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 grace. And so when you begin to look around your life, man, you'll see grace, grace all the time. Grace, grace everywhere. Oh, man, it's so much. It's so rich. It is such a gift. Oh, wow. Where'd I leave off? Man, y'all got me all off my... Oh, man. Let's look here. Now, so here in verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace, when he's made us accepted in the beloved, he's graced us with grace, poured his grace on us, favored us. Oh, then you go into verse 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. That word abounded there, that leads to the abundance again. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to the good pleasure which he purposed in himself. God was working a plan all along. He was working a plan all along to have a family, to have us in his family. He was working this plan for us to be holy and righteous and blameless before him in love, that his grace would be extended. All along, God was working this plan. Then in verse 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. So he's made everything available to us in heaven and earth. Remember, everything that heaven enjoys, um, we've been blessed with that. He's made everything available to us in heaven and earth in Christ Jesus. We've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He's revealed his will to us. He's forgiven us, redeemed us. Oh man, we're so blessed by his grace. We're so blessed, so blessed. We are so blessed by his grace. I just wanted to share this. We receive the freeness of his grace. That's why it says grace in John chapter 1, verse 14 and 16. It says, you know, Jesus came, he was full of grace and truth, and of his fullness we have received, and grace for grace. We've received this grace, it's the freeness of grace, it's grace for the sake of grace. It's very similar to the fact that God loves you because he loves you. He has graced us because it is grace. (laughs) He's gifted us because it is a gift. He loves to give. He has graced us for the sake of grace. Is grace for grace. Is grace for grace's sake. 
It's a gift. It's freely given. It's grace for grace's sake. It's a gift. It's freely given. That's why the Apostle Paul says, I don't frustrate the grace of God. I don't frustrate it. I receive that gift. It's a gift. I understand it. Not out trying to earn my own righteousness by the law, because if the law could have produced righteousness, then Christ died in vain. No, we have received. Uh, now I'm getting into my next point. The full. <laughs> The abundance of grace. So the freeness of grace is grace for grace sake. Then the next thing is highlighted is the abundance of grace, which we just talked about in Ephesians 1. He's poured it out. It speaks of the abundance of grace. And this grace, we receive the abundance of grace. You know, Romans 5 says that we have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. We reign in life by Christ Jesus. We receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. We reign in life by Christ Jesus. We reign in life by Christ Jesus. So it speaks of the abundance of grace, gift of righteousness. We reign in life by Christ Jesus. This abundance of grace, it's like, I want to paint this picture for you. It's like, it's like a bottle receiving water from a fountain. Now here at the church, we receive the water here. Pastor Nathaniel actually sends someone down to Indian Springs every week and they bottle water straight from the spring, straight out of the, I mean, it comes right out of the mountain. This is really mountain fresh water. And he sends someone down to get it right up. They put the bottle right under the spigot and get it straight out of the mountain. I mean, it's fresh as water you can possibly get. That fountain is like grace and we are like the bottles. The grace continues to pour And you can fill up one jug after another. The grace is still coming. That fountain is still pouring. I don't care how many jugs you carry down there. It's one jug after another. In John 1.14 it says, Jesus came full of grace and truth. And of this grace we have received grace for grace. Amplified says, one grace after another. That fountain continues to fill. It never runs out. We don't have room enough to receive it. You could carry a truckload of five-gallon bottles down there, and when you finish filling up that truckload, the fountain is still pouring. It doesn't diminish. It doesn't diminish the fountain. When you empty those jugs, you go back next week, that grace is still pouring. Well, that's a picture of God's grace. It never diminishes. It never runs out. You can fill up again on it. Man, we receive the fullness of the grace of Christ Constantly, He maintains a supply of grace and we receive his one grace. In fact, when he gives you one grace, that's a sign that there will be more grace to follow that grace. <sighs> Y'all missed a good point. To, oh, man. <laughs> one grace is a pledge that another grace will follow. It's a pledge because you got one grace. So if God has done anything in your life, it's a pledge that there's more grace to follow. <laughs> oh man oh i'm not done but i'm gonna make myself stop praise god <laughs> oh man man i don't know now, now i'm debating if i want to do part three on this <laughs> you know i'm never in a rush to go through a series i don't care about itching ears and all of that i feel like that i had a rest of my life to preach and so i take my time i take my time i've been preaching for over 30 years. Probably more like 35 years I've been preaching. <laughs> so I've learned how to pace myself. The secret to lasting long is pacing yourself. 
And so I've learned how to pace myself so you don't burn out. You don't burn out. You have to pace yourself. So, man, so I'll preach this grace till Jesus come back. (laughs) I'll preach this grace till Jesus come back. And it's his grace. I don't say that boastfully. I say that as a testament to his grace. To be able to preach 35 years on this grace and it never runs out. He's supplying me. That's the, that's the grace. I'm receiving that supply of grace. We're all receiving that daily supply, constant supply of grace from Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Praise God. So I don't know. I'll check with the Lord and see if he'll have me to do part three because I'm still not done with it. Still something nagging me. You know? <laughs> still something itching me about this grace. But man, I'm enjoying it. We are so blessed. We are so blessed by grace. Oh, praise God. Man, I preach myself happy. God told, I believe it was Abraham, God says, it's of faith that it might be by grace. I made it of faith so that it might be by grace. I made it where your faith will release the grace. It's a gift, but you got to receive that gift by faith. So God says, it's of faith that it might be by grace. It's itching. It's overflowing to pour that grace on us. So he made it of faith that it might be by grace. It's a gift. He freely gives it. He freely gives it. It's a faith. So you need to be healed. Remember, it's a faith that it might be by grace. He gives it to you. When you're lacking supply, remember, it's a faith that it might be by grace. He'll supply your need. It's a faith that it might be by grace. Your faith opens the door and the grace pours it on you. We're so blessed by his grace. To the praise of the glory of his grace. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Thank God for his grace. 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 Man, you ought to just walk through the house and say, Grace, Grace! <laughs> grace, Grace! You look around at the goodness of God in your life, just say, Grace, Grace! Grace, Grace! Grace, Grace! Grace, Grace! It's grace that kept you. It's grace that brought you. It's grace that delivered you. It's grace that healed you. It's grace that saved you. It's grace that's doing you good. Grace, grace. Look around at your life and recognize His grace. Recognize His grace. Praise God. Stand on your feet. I'm out of time. I preach way over time. I'm going to have to take 10 minutes out of James's next sermon. <laughs> yeah, we'll deduct 10 minutes out of his next sermon because I ran over. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we just love you so much. Lord, we're so blessed by your grace. We're so blessed by your grace. And we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you. And we just shout grace, 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 Lord. We shout it out. It's your grace. It's your goodness. It's your kindness. And we love you for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Let every heart say amen. Amen.
you are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part 7 of the series titled, Hot Chocolate, subtitled, So Blessed by His Grace, part 2, by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7936. That's 7936 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7936 to a friend. Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers.